It is important yet difficult to find a simple definition of imagination given the way such a complex concept has accumulated its meaning. What we mean by the term today comes from a compound of various meanings people have given it in the past. Many of the most complex concepts we have come from combinations of meanings whose constituents often do not always entirely cohere. Due to this, it is noticeable that we have a sense of vagueness about such concepts. In the case of imagination, I think this sense of vagueness is due in part to its complexity, but also in part to its containing a number of elements that do not sit comfortably together. So, due to the inability to create a precise definition of imagination, I decided that I would conduct some interviews from people I know to see what imagination means to them and how they see and use it in their life. When first interviewing my friend Ella, she commented on how she sees imagination in two different lights and also how they mean different things to her. And so the first way that she sees imagination is through a child's perspective. And for them, she noticed how it's more carefree and creative and it was around more impossible and unrealistic visions. And on the other hand, there's also the adult version of imagination, which she sees herself using a little more now, is how it's more about realistic goals and, you know, she's figuring out who she wants to be and what she wants to do when she's older and it's about her future and how she motivates herself to reach her goals. And I think that's a really interesting thing to think about and how our imagination changes as we grow up. And for kids, it is more about the impossible because they don't fully understand reality yet. So their minds still wander and they search for answers and ideas and it is just pure exploration. I can personally kind of relate to this idea and how my imagination has changed since I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I was always more independent and I could, you know, play with toys by myself and create all of these different scenarios and ideas in my head and, you know, have the best time and live in just such a positive world where everything could be anything and just have that such an open mindset. And and I also found a TEDx kids talk where there were two kids who were talking, Jesse Scott and Ethan Wilson, and they were talking about how playing with a cardboard box could become much more than just playing with a cardboard box. They could turn it into a car or a plane or a pirate ship or anything really. And if they were outside, a bike in a wagon could become a train with just one piece of string. Also, if one of their siblings had a loose tooth, a closet could easily become a dentist office in minutes. They had the ability to make anything out of everything, just like I was talking about before, and it is such a wondrous skill to have and something that I really admire about children. While I was interviewing, the age where I started noticing that people's imagination shifted and started focusing on those more realistic and more narrow-minded goals is around the age of 13. And so the first interview where I noticed this was with my sister, who is 13. And in her interview with me, where I asked her what imagination meant to her or where she sees it in her life, she said that it was a good way to think about her future. And it helped her imagine herself somewhere amazing in it. And it's a good way for her to help herself reach her goals and envision what her future could look like. And 
at her age, it's just surprised me that her imagination had already shifted to work towards those more realistic goals and to solve her day-to-day problems. She had already started losing that more exciting and abstract imagination. After interviewing my sister and as I started interviewing more people of older ages, they all started sounding the same in how they felt that imagination was what helped them reach their goals and how they would envision themselves in their future. And I thought that was so interesting that from then on out, people never really would describe imagination in that raw and pure form that we see in children. And I wonder why that is or when exactly that happens in people. And I think that's another cool thing that I would want to look into in the future. As I did continue to interview, though, there were some people who could kind of catch on to that shift in imagination and kind of notice that about themselves. And one of those was my friend Paige Lerner. And she had also discussed her realistic goal-setting view on imagination. And she commented and noticed how her imagination has changed since she was younger. She said that imagination is good to accomplish goals and you can imagine what you want and that is what pushes you in your mind to achieve it. Paige also continued to say that my mind has become more focused on realistic goals and so my imagination has become more blocked off and restricted. She said that I wish that I had more opportunities or had time to just let my imagination really let go and expand. I haven't been put in many positions where I use my pure childish imagination, so I haven't found myself using it in that way anymore. She said that little kids' imagination is so much more broad, but ours as we get older is much more closed-minded and narrow. And I think it's really cool that she kind of caught that about herself and she noticed that, wow, I really don't think that way anymore. And just kind of that sense of missing it and wishing that you still had it. This whole topic of how imagination kind of shifts from when you're younger to when you're older also kind of connects back to the previous episode and when I was talking about how as we grow up and learn things, we base our new understandings on what we previously know and we don't have to rely on the unknown or more far-stretched fantastical ideas and questions and I think that is what I see is happening in all of us is that we don't think about what things could be in that more unknown area of our minds. We just focus on how it relates to what we've already experienced or what we've already been taught. And we don't think about how the answers to something could be anything. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. And I think it's kind of sad that our minds as we get older shift in that way and that we're taught in that way because I think that also is what starts to block off our imagination and what causes us to lose it. After my interview with Paige, I got into another interview with my friend Alex who, you know, brought something to my attention that I never really thought about before and She just got into how, as a dancer, she still gets to dip into that more abstract imagination. She said, I see imagination in my life through how we can create stories and moments through movement. And I think that that is such a fun process. 
For dancers, our imagination is a creative outlet and it is how we use our body to create stories and tell people things. She also noted that your creativity only goes as far as your imagination and so it is good for dancers to always play around with that imagination and do improv and create your own moves and pieces of movement. It is so personal to each person and it helps you to express yourself and explore what you are feeling and what your mind thinks. As a dancer myself, I never really thought about that thought process we have and that skill and ability we have to be creative and imaginative with our bodies and I hope I never lose that side of my imagination and that ability to explore what I'm feeling and explore what I'm thinking through what my body wants to do and what it's feeling and how I can express that to other people and I think that's really cool. After I finished talking to Alex, I interviewed my cousin and in her interview with me, she branched into a different scenario in how having an imagination can be a coping mechanism. And so we had a good conversation about it. For both my cousin and I, we had divorced parents and so the hard times never as hard because our imagination was something we held on to so dearly and it was an escape. I can relate to that and how imagination is a tool to kind of let the world go. I also think that growing up with my mother being a single mom, she tried to shield me from many things in life, you know, with like the divorce and also just from her past experiences. And so our imaginations were very encouraged through our moms and it was something they always wanted us to have and wanted us to cherish and I think that that also ultimately helped me to hold on to my childish imagination and my childish mind longer than other kids. Along the way and as I grew up I learned a lot from my mother and I matured in how I thought about certain things in life based on you know her sharing her experiences with me but I never lost sight of my imagination. One last interview that I wanted to share was one that I found when I was researching on this topic of imagination, and that is an interview that someone had with Albert Einstein, and I thought it was very intriguing. Albert Einstein himself said, I am enough of an artist to draw freely on my imagination, which I think is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited, but imagination encircles the world. He also went on to say that If I were not a physicist, I would probably be a musician. I often think in music. I live my daydreams in music. I see my life in terms of music. I cannot tell if I would have done any creative work of importance in music, but I do know that I get most joy in life out of my violin. As I kept reading, It was noted in the interview that someone he knew also commented and said that he adores Mozart and Bach and their music, and he even prefers to work to the architectural music of Beethoven. I think that this says a lot coming from one of the most brilliant minds that has lived. He valued imagination and the creativity in music, and he never lost sight of that even as he got older, and he ended up being very intelligent and very respected. I think that this really shows how effective and meaningful having an imagination can be. From these interviews in total, you can see that the concept of imagination is seen and used differently by many people. 
and that's one thing that is also interesting about it and that is that it is unique to each person and it is unique to each mind no one else is going to have an imagination like you do and that's why we should all protect our own imagination as much as we can it benefits our everyday life and it helps us to be successful and there's so many things that it affects and there's so many different things that we could go into talking about but don't worry i will get into more on the importance of imagination in the next episode of my imagination podcast so i really appreciate it if everyone stay tuned bye